All right, y'all, welcome back here to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Of course, you know who's here, me, myself, and I, Sanders. My boy Dupree on here with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on? Man, how you living, bro? How you living? Man, busy, 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 busy. Going into it's week man. four, man, week four of the season. So... You know, we we grinding up here. We grinded. What's going on with you? Man, same thing, bro. <laughs> Busy for sure. Um I'm at one place to another, bro. Going going from here to there. Watching these watching these youngins play. Watching these youngins ball, you know what I'm saying? Seeing them, man. It's 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 just been a it's just been a whirlwind for sure. Back back and forth, back and forth, and then just obviously once, once I get a little time to myself, watch a little ball. You know what I'm saying? Watch some college ball. Watch some, watch some NFL. It's, it's, it's amazing right now, bro, for sure. Man, speaking of, you know, like you said, you mentioned it, bro. College football week, week four, or for some maybe week, well, yeah, week four because they actually do a week zero. So, yeah, week four <laughs> in, in college football, bro, and it's um, it's it's been a it's been a crazy. Couple weeks already to start the season, bro. Like you know, we already seen a couple upsets, near upsets. It's 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 been wild, bro. Like um, if you if you had a chance to, how much uh have you been able to like really uh have you been able to really even watch any any other any other college ball, bro? And if you have, bro, what's, what's impressed you so far? Yeah, I've been able to watch some of the. Sometimes some of the later games, um, some of the earlier ones, I haven't really been able to get get a hold of just quite yet. Um, some things that are impressing me right now. I mean, I hate I'm I hate to say it, man. Um, Georgia, Georgia is just Georgia is impressive right now. Man. Um, man. I get it like that. I mean, you play you play Oregon, which. Uh, can we one thing? Can we stop doing the whole neutral site thing? Like they called it a neutral site game. Georgia's playing Oregon, and then I look, and they're playing the Mercedes Benz Stadium, which is forty five minutes away. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a virtual home game. Yeah, that's a home, that's a home game, dog. You might as well just play them in Athens. But regardless, um, you play you play Oregon, and then. Um, I believe they play Sanford. Uh, then you get you go on the road and you play South Carolina, who's a program who went to a ball game last year. It's on the up and you know it's on the up and up. You know they're making their steps to becoming what they want to become, and they just handle business. Really doesn't even flinch at all. Um, they look really really good right now. Georgia's looked impressive. Um, Bama looks like Alabama. Um, I think USC. I don't think USC has surprised me, but they've they've looked. I don't think they will look as good as, they, as they've looked so far. Um, but just real quick, those are some of the things I've kind of seen um, off the bat. It looks like Ohio State's going to run away with the Big Ten um, again this year. I really don't see. Um, at least early, I don't see anybody that's going to really be able to compete with them, especially just with how how high part of their offense is. Um, but just off the bat, those couple of things real quick are some things I've noticed 
um, so far. Uh, man, yeah. I mean, obviously, same for me, Georgia. I don't know if I, if I if I had to put my money on it right now. If I had to go Georgia in the field, I, I'll probably put my money on Georgia just because they do look like they're just head and shoulders above everyone else right now. I mean, Bama is Bama. Same thing for Ohio State. Uh, like you said, USC does look pretty good. Um, I do want to give the Pac-12 a little bit of credit. Uh, I know starting out in the beginning of the year, it didn't look too hot. Uh, especially the way how Oregon looked against Georgia. But, you know, Georgia's going to make a lot of teams look like that uh, for the most part. Um, but, <clears throat> I mean, last week, the Pac-12 picked up some big wins. I mean, Oregon rebounded, got a big got a big dub at home against BYU. Uh, Washington had that big uh, upset victory over um, Michigan State. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. looks looks pretty good um, in Washington, making them look pretty good. And like I said, Oregon rebounding the way that they did. Um, you know, they, they got a couple of big top 25 uh, uh, wins right there. And then, of course, like you said, USC just being USC. So um, the Pac-12, they're trying to creep back in there and, you know, make themselves a, a play in here for possibly, you know, the, the college football playoff. And um, I mean, man, Appalachian State, <laughs> bruh, they've been in, they've been in a, a whirlwind full of just crazy games these first three weeks. I mean, they go in a, a back and forth battle with North Carolina. Actually, ends up scoring like I think thirty five or forty some points in the fourth quarter alone, and almost won the game. Lost by two to North Carolina. Go down to um. Goes down to College Station and upset at the time a top ten uh, Texas A and M team, and then comes back that next week they get game day to come to Boone, big matchup in the Sun Belt against Troy. And the the last the last second hail Mary just a crazy 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 play. So for sure Appalachian State just the whole Sun Belt in general. Uh, Appalachian State with an upset victory. Uh, Marshall, who's now in the Sun Belt, got that upset victory against Notre Dame. Uh, I know a lot of people look at the American and think about Cincinnati and everything like that, but man, if 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 it, if it can, I don't know if it keeps coming down to it, and and they can find a way to creep up in the, in those rankings somehow, somewhere, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being a Sun Belt team that may represent that Group of Five uh, in the New Year's Six Bowl. So. Those are my, um, for sure, big and Im- impressive things that I've noticed kind of so far within the first, you know, three weeks here of the college football season. And, you know, as we get ready for this week on week four, I know last week was kind of like pretty, it was pretty much Cupcake City. It was Cupcake Week. I mean, you know, everybody was just, just blowing out everybody. I mean... Alabama was blowing out Louisiana Monroe. Georgia did what they did. Ohio State did what they did. Michigan did what they did. Like everybody's just kind of, just kind of blowing out. So last week was kind of tough to to really just watch games because it was just none of them was comparative. Oklahoma beat the beat the crap out of Nebraska. It was <laughs> like it was just it was just a lot of a lot of just lackadaisical, lazy, sorry games last week. This week, I think we got the complete opposite. I think we got a few games that we can actually sit here, get ready to watch, and enjoy. 
uh, at all different time slots, not just waiting until the night game or it's just the early game and nothing else is going on. I think we got a good plethora of, of games to look forward to this week. What's some um what's some games this weekend you looking forward to? I got a couple, man. So one of them first and foremost, um it's Tennessee Florida game. I'm I'm very excited for. Normally, um I could care less. Tennessee and Florida. I have no interest in watching UT uh Knox and or the Florida Gators. Um, but one 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 of the fun things um about football, man, I always know when football is back when we get in that group message and everybody's talking junk. Um and one of the one of the most heated debates that we've had has been that Tennessee Florida game. So Tennessee, Florida for sure. Uh Clemson Wake Forest. I remember we talked about this a little earlier. Um, not specifically this game. We talked about Clemson versus North Carolina State. But we mentioned uh, how Wake Forest, NC State, and Clemson are all going to be right there in contention to win that division to represent in the ACC championship and potentially, depending on what happens, could represent the ACC in the college football playoff. You get If you're Wake Forest, you're number 21, you're 3-0 versus Clemson coming into town. Clemson goes on the road to play uh, Wake Forest. That's a big game at noon kickoff tomorrow. Clemson is only a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. So um, that's a big one that I'm very interested in as well. Excuse me. And then really, um, I want to see you got you got USC. They're going on the road this week. They're going to play. The undefeated Oregon State team. I think that's a game that some people might say is a foregone conclusion that USC is going to win. But this is really, and I'm checking to make sure just real quick, this is a real uh, real challenge and a real test for USC. Um, Their first test, in my opinion, um, of this season, you're going on the road. Yeah, you're on the road to play Stanford. Um, and you you beat up on them pretty handily, but I think this Oregon State football team is, is a little bit better, a little bit more battle-tested, a little older squad. So looking to see how USC responds going on the road, going to Corvallis and playing Oregon State this weekend. So those are just a couple um, amongst others. Yeah, I, I like those for sure. I mean, just because, like I said, we already mentioned about USC, but – we did. Uh, we, we didn't like mention this game, that game heavily between Clemson and, and Wake Forest, but we did say that that was definitely for sure a game to look out for when we uh, gave our our conference outlook on the ACC. Um, two games for me that I'm looking at um, that I that is interesting to me. Uh, it, I mean, it may not uh, seem interesting enough to everyone like nationwide, uh, but. This is for me to look at. I just think the microscope is for sure on one of these games, for sure for uh, a certain team. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at uh, Maryland and Michigan. Uh, both both teams coming in three and zero. This is Michigan's first real t- real test coming in conference as they get as they're done with non conference play, in which they played Colorado State, Hawaii, and I believe UConn as their non-conference games 
very, very weak, weak <laughs> to say the least, uh, non-conference schedule. Um, granted, it's their schedule. That's who they played. That's who they had in front of them. It is what it is. Um, however, now I feel like they're actually facing uh, a, a very capable Maryland team, as we saw. Um, they held off SMU, uh, defeated Charlotte, defeated uh, uh, Buffalo, I believe, or somebody like that. But um, Maryland comes in undefeated. Michigan's undefeated. But I think this is Michigan's first real test to see, you know, if they may face some type of adversity or anything. It's just going to be interesting to see because they legit haven't played anybody. Um, that's one. And then <laughs> another game really just for – it's just the humor in me, but I really think it's funny – Undefeated Kansas against undefeated Duke. <laughs> and we're not talking about basketball. This is college football. Kansas and Duke both sitting at 3-0. and Somebody going to go 4-0, bro. Yep. <laughs> I just think that's so funny. Like, the fact that they sit there 3-0. and Both teams are sitting there 3-0. and I think Kansas hadn't been 3-0 and the first three weeks since, like, 2009. So, I guess that little run that they had when – um. That old coach that they had back there when they kind of had their three-year run from like 07 to 09 to where they were actually a pretty good football team. So, you know what I'm saying? Maybe not the biggest marquee matchups because obviously the the bigger ones I think we're going to discuss um, later on in our pickums. But, I mean, just the fact that just to see how well Michigan would do against a, a, a more um, comparable team instead of the teams that they've been playing beforehand. And then just interesting to see which one of these, basically these basketball schools is going to end up going forward and up. Uh, yeah, I, w- I want to give a I shout out to Coach. To my bad, Sanders. I want to give a shout out to Coach Lakeford, too, at Kansas. He's done he's, he's done a good job out there, um, out there at Kansas, man. It's, it is funny that to, to hear Kansas versus Duke undefeated, and it's not February. <laughs> it is not February, <laughs> but Coach Leipold hitting his staff down in Kansas, man, he, they've done a hell of a job. So I want to give props and kudos to them down there. Um, I know we're not picking that game, but I would I would pick Kansas to win that one. I, I probably would too. I think they get it done. Uh, man, I'm looking at the keep looking at the schedule here. Some more just from. Most of the games from this week, I mean, not that many, not that many ranked um, ranked teams playing each other. I think it's only three that I know of, uh, which is Clemson, Wake Forest, Texas A&M, Arkansas, and I believe Florida, Tennessee. Uh, so there's no, you know, no, no uh, ranked matchups between those, but, but besides those three games. So could be a chance here to maybe some teams could possibly be on upset alert. Do you see any top 25 team being on upset alert this week? The biggest one really for me is is Clemson. I think Clemson will be an upset alert. Just just I think it's a perfect storm with with as as big of a game as that is and and being on the road. Clemson definitely, in my opinion, real upset alert. Um, outside of that, I know like I mean A&M is a two is a two point favorite over Arkansas. Um, Baylor, 
I think Baylor should be on upset alert going into Ames to play Iowa State. I th- it's it's tough. That's a tough place to go and win, to go win at Iowa yeah. State. Um, they play tough. They play hard. Um, you you go in there, you it's a dog fight. So I would I would say Clemson, and then I would say Baylor. Those are two teams, in my opinion, I would say are, are on upset alert. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with like I said. I think it's hard because it's just some of these matchups you're looking at. Just kind of like they should they should win this, but it's just you never know. But like I, I'm gonna say uh, Texas having to go down to Lubbock and play Texas Tech. I mean, just the history that they have down there uh, struggling against Texas Tech on the road. There, I'm just kind of basically going off a of kind of history. Uh, I think Texas should just should kind of watch out for Texas Tech. I think they could be on upset alert, possibly. Um, Washington just got done with that, like I said, that big win last week. Let's just see, hopefully, that they're not, you know, being lackadaisical going into this game against Stanford. I mean, I know it's not the same type of firepower that Stanford kind of usually has, but they can always kind of sneak up and get one on you. So if, if Washington's not focused, I think they can uh, they can be looking like to be an upset alert too. So I'm going to say Texas uh, against Texas Tech and then uh, Washington and, and, and Stanford. And actually, I throw one more in there. Washington State, they already got an upset victory over Wisconsin. Uh, now they get Oregon at home. Um, Oregon is, I think, favored by, by a touchdown. That's a tricky one too, uh, up there in 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 uh, in Pullum. So Washington State could could have maybe Oregon on upset alert. So the two teams I just gave praises to <laughs> for big wins last week in Oregon and Washington. I'm putting them on upset alert too, just because just you know the ebbs and the ebbs and flows of college football, and you can feel good one week and then the next week you, you might be feeling a little too good, and then somebody do you like you did somebody the week before. So. That's who I'm gonna put on upset alert. I'm gonna say Texas, Oregon, and Washington, just because those are those are tricky matchups. And I think two out of those three teams are playing on the road. Yeah, so Oregon and Texas is on the road. So interesting to see how that um, will go. Yeah, I right. right, say so we'll we'll go ahead and wrap up. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up college football here and go with our. Let's go with the weekly pickums. Uh we'll just do three games this week. Like I guess I think these are only three games that are uh two ranked teams playing each other. So I just figured we go with those. Those are the bigger ones. Uh we already mentioned it early, but uh, of course uh fifth ranked Clemson um going over to play twenty first ranked Wake Forest. How do you think this one's gonna go down? Man, I think this would be a good game. I think this would be a good back and forth. Uh, the offense for Wake Forest is high power. They can score a lot. Uh, the, the 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 question really is, is can Wake Forest's defense get the stops when they need to? Because Clemson is going to get stops defensively. That that defensive line that Clemson has is is insane. They're they're loaded again up front. Um they're healthy. Um that's definitely their best unit on the defensive side of the ball. So can they handle that defensive line? Can they make plays when they need to? Can that defense step up and get a stop or two um, when need be? 
And as much as I was like, I would like to pick against Clemson, um, I'm gonna have to pick them to get this W on the road. Um, so I'm gonna go with Clemson. I don't have a score. I believe the spread is seven and a half. Believe the favorite by seven and a half. I think they'll cover that spread. I think they'll cover that spread. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Clemson. Yeah, I I would like for it to kind of be to be a shootout because I mean obviously if a, if a shootout happens that would probably work in Wake Forest's favor. Yeah. Um. But but at the same time, this is this is definitely gonna be their first like legit like defense that they gonna have to play, and Clemson's defense is they fly around. It's legit. It, it's legit. I like. It's it's to the it's almost to the point where if if the offense can just get you seventeen twenty one, it's it's probably over. <laughs> that might get that might get them enough just of how well Clemson and and you know twenty one is 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 low for college scoring at this point now the way that they like to score the ball up and down the field unless you're Iowa then you know that's that's what that's your thing but anybody else you know even twenty one would usually wouldn't be enough for you to do anything but the the way that like you said bro the way that Clemson defense just fly around the football bro like I don't know so i mean if it ends up going into a shootout, I would definitely start leaning towards Wake Forest, but I don't think um I don't think Clems Clemson's defense will let that happen um it, I mean if it does though then we'll we'll see how well. Um, Clemson's offense can do to you know to get those big explosive plays like they've been scoring points but it hasn't been like necessarily just all the offense play after play after play um, the defense has a lot to do with that but I mean Will Shipley is pretty good for, for Clemson I mean he's he's been running the ball pretty good for sure he's averaging seven and I think almost eight yards a clip rushing the ball so um, and on top of that um, DJ hasn't turned the ball over like that. Only one interception on the season so far. So uh, he's been protecting the ball pretty good. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. But I think in the end, Clemson just has a little bit too much for Wake Forest. And I, I think that uh, Clemson uh, finds a way to win it on the road. And um, they knock down one big ACC opponent. And then they get ready for uh, another one coming up there soon. So which. If that goes our way, a collision course could be happening, which we'll get to that when that comes. So I won't, I won't jump the gun too much, but I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm gonna go with Clemson too to take care of Wake Forest. Ooh, you see, yeah, ooh, a touchdown and a half. Let's see if they can hook eight on it. Man, I might take that too. I might take that too for sure. Uh, next game up is a afternoon game round. 3.30, 2.30, whatever time uh, your time zone is. But a big SEC rival, uh, big uh, big game as far as history-wise, one of the top two rivals in the SEC East for sure. Um, and that's um, Florida and Tennessee. Um, even though it's a story rival, rivalry, Florida has pretty much dominated it really probably since, probably since the 2000s. They kind of won – more of the games here than not against against Tennessee. Uh, maybe Tennessee's probably won maybe once, twice since. Maybe it's, it's been a while. But obviously now, um, Hendon Hooker and, and the rest of those guys at, at Tennessee, um, 
Josh Uber's got them on the right foot. Coming in the undefeated, uh, Florida's long loss is to Kentucky, so they already got one conference loss down. Um, everybody was so high on Anthony Richardson, but he has yet to throw a passing touchdown. No touchdowns, four interceptions. Um, I don't know. That's kind of tough. Tennessee is favored by ten and a half, so wonder how that's going to go. A, a lot of hype on Tennessee. Everybody it seems like is wanting to go and pick Tennessee. I mean, usually when that kind of happens, they end up – Recently, they end up letting you down, but is Florida really that good this year? I don't know because they they barely eat that out against South Florida last week. So I don't know. U- UT Florida, like you said, I don't. Neither one of us really could care less about any of these schools. But <laughs> 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 since since we picking them, yeah. Who, who does does Tennessee? turn the tide here and they start dominating this series or Florida's going to keep doing what they're doing to Tennessee year in and year out and that's just beating them? It's tough. I'm I'm going to I'm going to roll with Tennessee. I'm going to go with Tennessee and the reason I'm going to go with Tennessee is because of what you mentioned a little bit earlier with Anthony Richardson. If we just go on quarterbacks for quarterback, I like Hendon Hooker a lot more than I do Anthony Richardson right now. Um, the big thing is Florida's going to be able to fly around and play defense, but you you got to find a way to dis- disrupt that tempo and what they want to do offensively, what Tennessee wants to do offensively. You got to find a way to get stops, get off the field on third downs, not let them get rolling with that tempo. Um, if you let them get in the rhythm, it can get ugly quick. Um Neyland Stadium is going to be rocking tomorrow. It's going to be insane. You got college game day is going to be there. Like It's going to be a, a wild atmosphere at that game tomorrow. Um, and Florida's going to come in. I believe they're going to come in and play defense. They're going to be hyped and ready to play as well. They continue, you know, they've been these boys at Tennessee, you know, I don't know how many times out of the last 10 years, but definitely um, out of 10, probably at least – Seven or eight, if I'm not mistaken. Like, would you probably eight times, if I'm not mistaken, just off the top of my head. So they're going to roll in with some confidence. But I'm, I'm going to go with Tennessee. I think if this game was at home, I don't think the line would be ten and a half. I don't think that spread would be as 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 big. I don't think it would be double digits. But because of it being in Knoxville and the struggles that Florida has had offensively, I see I see Tennessee winning this game tomorrow. Yeah, I'm taking Tennessee too. I'm, I'm right there with you. The main reason why I'm I'm gonna go with Tennessee is because with the game being in in Neyland Stadium, it it didn't being in um being in Knoxville, and I just think it's right now. I just think it's something different about this UT teams compared to the um some of the Bush Jones UT teams. Like you know, he was a Bush Jones was a great recruiter. Was bringing guys in. Um, and it's just for some reason they just couldn't get it together to where they was could to consistently win nine, ten games like how they used to do um, a, a, a while back. And I think you know Pruitt was a obviously was a failure, um, which that sucked. Uh, but you know uh, Josh Hypo, uh has them here going and trending in the right direction. Um, Hendon Hooker does look good. 
um, that offense is definitely going to try to go up tempo. And if and if that happens and they can, you know, get up early, you know, 10 nothing, 13 nothing, 14 nothing on Florida, like we said, the way Anthony Richardson has looked so far, you do that, I mean, Florida could be in trouble. And I, I think if it was in Gainesville – I might would take Florida to lean on it just because the swamp would be crazy. But since it's in Knoxville, game day's like you said, game day's gonna be there. It's just the hype of this game, which is it's normally kind of always there just because it's it's just a, the the impact of the rivalry. But the fact that UT is kind of back in this conversation to be like one of those top perennial teams right now, it's got. A little bit more flair to it which is what you like in college football i don't you know like we we we, we joke and talk bad about you know ut and florida and stuff like that but it's it's good when schools like you know texas tennessee usc you know your your normal like football powerhouses are kind of back into maybe getting into the conversation and stuff and it's just not necessarily the same you know two three teams now it's still a gap between those teams and what tennessee and usc is trying to do well maybe not usc because they got all those guys in the transfer portal but uh it's good to see them kind of back in this conversation so i'm gonna go with ut as well um that's a big spread i might i might take florida on the points to cover but I think UT wins just because the fact that the game is going to be in Knoxville is going to be rocking. I think they sold out like a week ago <laughs> of tickets. So it's going to be crazy in Knoxville yeah. for sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm going with UT too. Yeah, they've been, they've been waiting on this one. They've been waiting for this one. Uh, then um, there's a nightcap. Well, not nightcap, even cap, I guess you could say, uh, mm-hmm. with another top 25 matchup. Um, here between uh, 10th ranked Arkansas and 23rd ranked Texas A&M, who uh, each one of them have both had their scares or upsets already. Um, Arkansas was down 17-0 to Bobby Petrino's Missouri State uh, last week, but they found a way to get back at that and get the dub. And obviously, uh, Texas A&M, we know how they were with the uh, the week two loss to, to Appalachian State. Uh, this game, neutral site in Arlington in, the, in Cowboy Stadium. Once again, I, I this one I agree with you on for sure. I feel like they should have these games played on their on their home turf. I just I get it, but at the same time, I feel like I feel like Arkansas versus A would be so much better if they played it like at home, like they did home at home instead of doing it. At a neutral site, but I, I this one is a little bit better. I think the only the only game I'm okay with being on a neutral site is Oklahoma Texas. I feel like that's the only game I'm okay with. Okay, it being on a I'm on a neutral site. I hear that. I hear that. That's the only one because I, I feel like I feel like it really is kind of even. But I, I'm, I'm not. not a, I'm, I'm not a fan of Oregon. I'm actually cool with this one though. I'm not gonna lie. I'm actually cool with them playing because you got the whole Southwest like. The Southwest Conference, like that whole rivalry and everything, so I kind I kind of understand this one more. I understand this one more than Georgia playing in in the dome in Atlanta versus a team from the West Coast. 
Okay, that's that's true. When you put it that way, I, I can see it like that. I I guess if they're gonna do if if they're gonna do neutral sites, let it be like two separate teams that's coming from you know, yeah. Like let 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 that be like I don't know. Like let that be like Ohio. Let I don't know. Let that be like Ohio State, Oregon playing in Atlanta. I think that would be that, that way. I feel like it's really neutral instead of putting, mm-hmm. you know. <sighs> Maybe even like if you would have did Clemson, because at least at least it'll make it a legit kind of drive for somebody. But like you said, Athens is only forty five minutes away from Atlanta. That was a bus trip, bro. That was <laughs> a bus it. trip for them folks. Like, that's but that's neither here nor that's 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 neither here nor there. But man, Arkansas, Texas and I mean, they've had some crazy, crazy games uh, year in and year out. I think uh, I know last year Arkansas had the big win. Uh, against Texas a and which was pretty much kind of like that was their coming out party for last year when they mm-hmm. defeated Texas and then Texas A&M before they got uh, the, just destroyed by Georgia. But everybody at that point knew at that point that Arkansas kind of had arrived with Sam Pittman in the way that he is wanting to have Arkansas playing ball. So we got that, and then we got uh, Texas A&M, who obviously made the, the, the switch at quarterback uh, with Max Johnson, who was the LSU transfer, uh, and he he did he did pretty well last week against Miami. I, honestly, I think there wasn't really much difference uh, offensively that happened with Texas A&M, in my opinion. Um, I just think they they caught Miami at a good time with them having none of their top receivers and miss miscues with field goals and fumbles and everything like that, but. Arkansas A&M does A&M get back on track with a, a key win here and move them back up into the rankings before they get ready to get beat by Alabama. Let me stop playing. Uh, <laughs> 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 but does does A&M get a get a big dub here, or do you think um, Arkansas wins it for the second straight year? Man, I got Arkansas. I think the A&M. I think they are pretenders. Um, I'm tired of giving these schools and these programs. All this love and attention um, in preseason, I'm just sick of it. Like we big, we 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 talk up these these schools and oh man, they did this and they did that and the you know this recruiting class and they did this and recruiting and that and they got this squad back and Texas and them rolled into the season as number six team in the nation. Got beat by Appalachian State in week two. They've given up 100 yards rushing in all three games. And two of them, they've given up three and a half yards. Well, in all three, they've given up four yards of carry, three and a half yards of carry, and 4.9 yards of carry. What do you think Arkansas is going to do tomorrow? Boy. Arkansas is going to line up and run that football tomorrow. They gave up 4.9 carries. Excuse me. They gave up 4.9 yards to carry last week to Miami. And like you said, this is a Miami team who didn't have their top their top weapons at receiver. You got KJ Jefferson and Raheem Sanders and those boys, Rocket Sanders, excuse me, and those boys going into this game. That O-line, they should be licking their chops going into this game, playing Texas a and I think that Arkansas is uh, – going to overpower them. I think they're going to run the football. They're going to play good defense. They're going to make life um, rough, make it tough for, for Max Johnson. 
And I think Arkansas is going to get the dub. There, Arkansas is a two-point um, underdog in this game. I don't know why. Um, that doesn't make any sense to me. But they'll, they'll win this game tomorrow. I, don't I think saw I, that. I like, saw that, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> out of all three of those games, out of all three of those games that we picked so far, this is probably the one I feel the most confident about. Yeah, I, I, I can see that, too. And I'm, 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 I'm in agreement with you, bro. I'm going right to – I'm with you with Arkansas. Um, like you said, but KJ Jefferson, Rocket Sanders, I mean, he, bro, Rocket has been on a tear, bro, already for sure. So this is this is gonna be a very potent offense that uh Texas and them is gonna see. And you know, I don't I don't know their situation with um with the with their uh, their secondary because I know like they was banged up. A couple of them had target penalties last week too. Um some guys were suspended. I don't know if they're still gonna be suspended. It's just it, it's a lot of like unnecessary drama that's going on in Texas AM. And I wasn't that sold on them anyway coming in uh, to this season, too. And, I mean, it's showing. And like you said, the fact that they got Arkansas as a two-point underdog, yeah, I'm taking that. And I'm I'm, I'm going with Arkansas, too. I think they go ahead and get this dub and uh, really take care of Texas A&M and, 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 and show them how how is how it's really gonna be done because I don't I don't I'm not fully believing in Texas and them. I don't know what they're trying to do. Um but it's not it right now. And even though yeah that's Max Johnson in at, at the quarterback spot. Arkansas have seen him before, obviously him being um a former LSU quarterback. So this is really nothing new for them. Nothing is gonna surprise them. And Arkansas is not gonna do anything surprising either. They just gonna run the football, hit you in the mouth and tell you to stop it. If you don't stop it, they're gonna keep running it. So I'm going with Arkansas too, and I, I think this is this one's probably the most confident I'm in too, out of all the three games we picked. Is for sure Arkansas, man. So that's 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 what we're looking at here for uh, college football. Should be a should be another great weekend. I mean for sure, because now we're getting into some. I mean some teams have already you know done conference play, but now we're really getting to the thick of it from probably from here on out. Now is conference games every week, so. This is this is where you know those early upsets. You know it happens, but this is where you can really see them come because that they can come out of nowhere. Because at this point, it really doesn't matter what the record is, the spread is. You know, it anything can happen any any week here in college football. Now from here on out, for sure, man. So we move on from from the college ranks and go into the pros. Uh, we're three weeks in. Getting ready for week three. Obviously, well, week three has already started um, with Cleveland and uh, Pittsburgh back on Thursday night, which was uh, a pretty interesting game to say the least. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are not going to have the Steelers on their on their on their no bet list probably for the rest of the year. <laughs> probably for the rest of the year, the Steelers are going to be on the no bet list. I think they come a lot of <laughs> take them out. Don't you put some money on them? Don't you put some money on them? I, I think I think they cost a lot of people a lot of money. Oh yeah, <laughs> last, oh, last yeah. night for sure. Last night for sure. But man, three weeks in, and um, uh, you know, as we're getting to here going into week three, I don't I don't want to say like we're getting ready to start to separate contenders from pretenders, but 
obviously there are some teams that we're looking at. It was like, man, I didn't see this coming. Or, man, I didn't know y'all was this bad. <laughs> um, but as far as just like uh, matchups that's going on this week, uh, what, what games for week three that you see that, that's like catching your eye? I'll I'll give you I'll give you two. One of them. One of them is Baltimore and New England. I want to see how Baltimore responds to that loss last week. And I would say how New England responds to that getting the getting the W um this past week. I think that Lamar, I mean, as well as he played, man, he played lights out this past weekend. Going on the road, going to play New England. What does that look like? What does Baltimore's defense um look like? Because we know Baltimore's defense to be a very vaunted, feared, hard-nosed, smash-mouth brand of defense. And the lapses that they had this past weekend playing the Dolphins, having to re-kill Grant as great as he is and as fast as he is, just breakdowns where he's just running by himself, um, you don't expect to see that type of stuff. So we wanted to see how the Ravens respond. And one that might surprise you, man, is actually Detroit and Minnesota. Detroit mm. has been playing well these first these first two weeks. You're talking about they, they lost by three points in week one to Philly, who a lot of people like um, early this season. And then this past weekend, they beat uh, Washington uh, 36-27. Um and they've looked they've looked solid um this so far this year. And the Vikings, they did their thing in week one and then, you know, they played they played Philly on Monday night and um and they lost. But Minnesota is a is a squad that looked like they might be ready to make a little noise too, make a make it to the playoffs, maybe make a make a little run. So this is a good divisional uh matchup. I think that uh this game could be interesting. I'm 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 actually interested in the Detroit Lions football game um, this year, which is <laughs> a little scary. But I'm actually interested in that game this this weekend. So Detroit and Minnesota and, and Baltimore and New England, those those are the two. I like that. I like those. I, especially uh Detroit, Minnesota. I was that was that was kind of one I was looking at too. Um well I, I I go with two of them myself, two different ones. Uh, the first one I, I go with um, Raiders Titans. Um, both teams had pretty much, you know, some some lofty expectations. Um, obviously, uh, the Raiders making their moves and getting Devontae Adams and and having the defense uh, the, with Chandler Jones there, if I'm not mistaken, uh, a couple other pieces. And right now, zero and two, and blew that game last week against the Cardinals. Um, and then the Titans, I mean, back-to-back AFC South champions and, you know, started out with the game against uh, the Giants and we had a lead there, but questionable play calling and letting them come back and they, they go for two. Uh, Giants go for two and uh, defeat the Titans and and then they, they missed the extra – they missed a the field goal at the, uh, at the end of regulation, which could have won them the game. And then this past Monday, I mean, just got – oh, my God. I don't even I don't even know how to describe that beating they took from from Buffalo. Um so both these teams sitting at 0 and 2. 
if somebody wins, I got to say if now, because obviously we're still tying in the NFL, which is, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with that, but that's, <laughs> that's another day for another story, another story for another day for sure. But if it comes down to someone winning this game, somebody's going to go to 0-3. And 0-2 is already enough in the AFC. Going 0-3 might really mean the season is kind of over with unless you just go on a hell of a win streak. So I think that's a big matchup right there between um, the Raiders and the Titans as they try to both teams try to get their first dub on the season. And then uh, out west, I'm going with uh, the the Rams and the Cardinals. Uh, both of them uh, rebounded from week one losses and got week two wins. Um, but to me, which I think is just going to be interesting to see because the last time we saw these two teams play was back in the playoffs, and Kyler Murray did not have his best game uh, against the Rams. So it's going to be interesting to see. How well he does. I mean, he he responded pretty good in that second half there last week against the Raiders. But interesting to see how he's going to perform out there uh, against the Rams, and um, and then just see if the if the Rams can finally you know turn the corner and uh, kind of get themselves back together. To me, they like they've been sleepwalking just a little bit. Like they're just not all the way there yet. Maybe they are kind of experiencing also a little championship hangover. You know, they got they got. They got their bus kick week one, had a big lead last week, and almost lost it to Atlanta. So I feel like they've been kind of sleepwalking out, out there these these first couple weeks. So want to see if they're going to actually come get it together because if not, Kyler Murray can run all around them too like he did against the Raiders. So those are my two games that I'm interested in, which is uh, uh, Raiders-Titans and Rams-Cardinals. So, dude, we, we hear – yeah, yeah, I think that, that those are some good ones for sure. So you know, we, we we're here in week three now, and to a certain extent, it's still early in the season. So there's not a lot to like panic on, but like I said, there's some things that's been going on right now that I just think that has to be addressed. And you know, we we we'll, we'll go uh, overreaction or not a reaction. Um, I'll I'll make a statement or say something, and you let me know if this is the overreaction. Or that it's not a reaction, and this is legit something that needs to be addressed. Um, we'll probably we'll probably do like three or four of these, and then we'll, we'll go on to the to the to to the pickums. Okay. All right. Yeah, so, um, overreaction, not a reaction. The AFC West is not the best division in football. Ooh. Oh man, that's tough. Um, AFC West. I'm gonna go. I'm man. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go overreaction. All right. I think that. I think that the Raiders um will get it together. Um, I think the Raiders will get it together. I don't know what's going on with Denver right now. Um, I think they were the team that everybody was kind of out of that division that I was kind of iffy on. Um, but you got a lot of these squads that didn't play these dudes, didn't play their starters in the preseason. So these guys are trying to get back in, in the rhythm of playing football and everything. I still think the AOC West is a very good um, division. I still think that, that is the best division 
in football. Um, we saw what happened when um, Kansas City and, and the Chargers play. I think there's there's more of those um, type of games to come in that division. So I think that's overreaction. That's a good one, though. That's a good one. I think uh, I'm slightly. I'm gonna go with a, it's slight, but I'm gonna go with an overreaction too, just by a little, um, to a certain extent, just because I, th- I think it's top heavy. I think obviously it's it's split. We we thought it was gonna be kind of evened out, but I think right now it's split. It's 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 the it's the Chiefs and the Chargers, and then there's a gap between those two, and then the Raiders and and Broncos. Because um, like you said, I don't. It, it, it kind of creeps me. It's kind of freaking me out. I don't know what's going on in Denver either. Um, they obviously only only averaging sixteen points, sixteen points a game right now. Um, I know week one was kind of maybe an anomaly. I mean, maybe just them being in Seattle and it's just it just ends up happening like that because they they left a lot of points on the board there. But even even last week against Houston, it's just like I don't know. It seems like they're struggling to find their footing offensively. Um, Nathaniel Hackett has I don't know you know some questionable calls because every everybody really kind of got on him for the the fourth and five decision to kick that sixty four yarder. And week one, instead of letting Rush trying to go get that first down, which you're paying him, like Ryan Clark said, you're paying that man $256 million. I don't – we got to throw you out there. I'm sorry. But I, I think it's a, I think it's just a gap between the the Chargers and the Chiefs and the Raiders and Broncos. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a more sizable gap than we thought it was going to be. Obviously, we might have thought that it would have been a lot closer just because of all the names and all the moves that's been made and everything brought in. But – I, I still do think top to bottom is still one of the better, if not the best, the division um, in football. I mean, because I mean the AFC North is kind of confusing right now. We know the AFC East is maybe right now for is Buffalo's to lose. Uh, Miami may have something to say with that, and then unfortunately somebody has to win the AFC South. Yeah, at this point, so. You know who knows? They could still find a way to maybe get three of those teams in there, or it, it might just be, you know, Charger Chiefs. But I think it's a slight overreaction. Uh, but it's it's close to maybe not being one. Uh, let's go overreaction, not a reaction. The Bengals are in trouble. Oh no, no, no! They in trouble. Oh, oh, no! That's not a reaction. That's not that's not an overreaction. They in some trouble. I saw a stat during the game on Sunday that said that Joe Burrow, I believe it's the longest streak, but Joe Burrow has been sacked three or more times in seven consecutive games. Mm. Three or more times in seven consecutive games. If they don't figure out how to protect this man, I'm going to knock on wood, but we can have a situation where this is Andrew Luck. Ooh. Mm. They have got to protect this man. He's too good. He's too good of a quarterback. I think he's too good for the game of football to lose this early. You can't, he can't keep getting hit like this, man. Like, if they can't, like last year, they got away with it. And the crazy thing is they got away with it. They won a division. They went to the Super Bowl. 
And if if they protect Joe Burrow, they might have won a Super Bowl last year because Jamar Chase ran out down the field by himself. But you 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 get sacked nine times in a game against Tennessee. You lose the Super Bowl where Aaron Donald gets his sack, which Aaron Donald does that to, to any and everybody. So there's no shame in that. But you go out and you sign these dudes to try to shore up the offensive line, and he's still getting smacked around like a rag dog. He's still getting sacked. They are going to be in big trouble, big not just this season, but the franchise as a whole. If they cannot protect, if they can't find a way to protect this man, they're going to be as a franchise is going to be in big trouble in the future. Because either he's going to leave. Or he's going to decide, or he's going to have to hang it up. So they better figure it out. They better figure it out quick. Yeah, they got to fast. I mean, not not right. They are in trouble. I mean, they they put a lot of money into this offensive line, and uh, I mean, and it's four new offensive line. Like literally, everybody besides I think the left tackle is is new there. Um, and they already given up thirteen sacks in two games. It, Granted, I I will say the fact that it was T.J. Watt and that Steelers defense week one, and then Micah Parsons is it dude's crazy. However, that's that's a lot. Thirteen sacks in two games, bro. That is there's no way you're gonna make it through the season, bro. And they spent a lot of money on that offensive line, and. And like I was, we were talking in the group chat, you know what I'm saying, about some of these teams, bro. And, and and we talked about it earlier too when we was going into training camp. I was like, this is a team that I was watching, just because I didn't I didn't want them to think that maybe they were trying to you know press to try to get back to the Super Bowl because it's not easy. They're they're not hunting. They're the hunted. And you know I wasn't trying to sound I wasn't trying to sound like a hater. It's just that man, I feel like we've been talking about them trying to make sure that offensive line is set ever since Joe Burrow got there after he hurt his knee his rookie year. And I feel like it's still the same problem that they don't have this offensive line set, bro. So this is like very, very concerning. They can't protect Joe Burrow. They're not able to run the ball with Joe Mixon because that was another thing they were able to do last year too is Joe Mixon was pretty much – we know Jamar Chase had his numbers and there's Tyler Boyd and there's, you know, T. Higgins and everything like that. Um, but man, it's bro. Joe Mixon really is really that engine to that offense. If you can't run, if they can't run the ball with him, and, and kind of relieve that pressure off of Joe Burrow, so that way he's not having to drop back 40, 50 times and deal with all those hits. I don't know what they're gonna do because I, I don't know. That just it's it's very troubling, and they got to get it together. And I mean, like get it together yesterday. Cause if not, this is gonna be a long season, and them boys gonna be in trouble. Like you, man, you ain't lying about. It. I don't wanna. I hate to make that comparison too, but you, you ain't lying about that that Andrew Luck thing, bro. Like that was, that's the reason why he retired so early, bro. Like the offensive line for the Colts could not protect that man. So I don't know. Zach Taylor and the Bengals got to do something, and they got to do something fast. Cause obviously, you know. People were still thinking that they they could be here and have a chance to repeat, and, and uh, as far as division champs and, and make some noise here. But I don't know, man. Right now, it, it's not 
it's not looking too good. Um, let's, see, let's go. Let's 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 uh, let's let's mess with some NFC teams for a second here. Let's go. The Cowboys would be just fine without Dak Prescott. Overreaction, not a reaction. That's an overreaction. They're gonna need homeboy. Just wait. <laughs> just wait. Just because, just because they beat the Bengals, just because they beat the, and and let's let's they beat the Bengals. Yes, they almost lost too. Mm-hmm. Let, let's 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 not forget that they still almost found a way to lose the football game. So let's everybody you know, let's everybody pump the brakes, chill out, calm down. The Cowboys, did they look good? Yeah. Did their defense look good? Yeah. But everybody's been able to get to Joe Burrow. Everybody. Me, you, and Naomi could go and sack Joe Burrow if we wanted to, playing against that Bengals offensive line. So that's cool. It looks fine. Um, but once they get into that, once they get into their their schedule a little bit more, they play, they play the Giants on Monday night. We'll see what that looks like, and then once they get into some tougher games, we'll we'll check it out. But they're gonna need Dak Prescott. That's overreaction. They will. I promise you this: they ain't making the playoffs without him. I can tell you that. I can tell you that they ain't making the playoffs without him. I'm a. I'm gonna disagree with you. I'm gonna say it's not a reaction. I think they'll be Uh-oh. okay. I think they'll be okay just because. Low key, like low key, I because what, what what are they saying? Maybe what six to eight weeks that he was going to be out. So probably what maybe by November he'll be back. I mean, that's pretty much kind of like the meat of their schedule to a certain extent. Um, but I mean, these next few games here, I mean, it's you got the Giants on Monday night, Washington the week after that. Now, now you know, now the next two weeks after that is the you know against the Rams and the Eagles. That that would be tough. Well, the next three weeks, Rams, Eagles, and the Lions. Those those aren't gimmies, but I mean, I think I think that they could keep them. I think that they would be okay and maybe still be in like contention to to be players for a wild card spot. I don't. I'm not saying that they're gonna make the playoffs, but if they can hang around, so they can still be. Um, in the thick of things to possibly get a wild card spot and Dak comes back, I I think they they it gives them a better chance. But I mean, I'm not I'm not going too deep into it. Like I, said, I don't think it'll be like I don't think that Cooper Rush will have them go like he ain't finna go like six and one here in these next seven games. I'm not saying that, but I mean I think if they can just kind of stay in these games and, and keep it how they kind of did it against Cincinnati, then I think they'll be all right, but nothing more, nothing less. So I don't, I don't, you know, that so I don't think is necessarily not needing him. But obviously, they do better if Dak is out there. But you know, they can, like I said, they can get through these next four or five games and win two of those. I, I think you you'll be okay. To, you know, if they at five hundred by the time that Dak comes back, whenever that is, I don't know when that's gonna be. But if they are like five hundred, maybe. I think that's, I think that's holding on, you know, because it could be worse. They could end up going and end up being like, now if they go like one and six, then yeah, it's a wrap. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
I, th- I think it's, it's doable just because obviously them playing in the NFC East uh, has a, a lot to do with that. Um, but I, I don't think I don't think it's a I don't think it's a overreaction. I think they could be okay. Um, let's, last one here. Speaking of the NFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the NFC. In the NFC, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with an overreaction. I'm gonna go with an overreaction. I think there's still some other teams in the in the NFC um, that I don't right now. They might look like it, but. I think when it when it's all said and done, I think Tampa will finish better than than uh, than Philly. I think the Rams will get it together, um, and they'll finish better than than Philly as well. Um, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit back and I'm not going to sleep on Minnesota. Um, and then I'm not even going to mention I'm not even going to mention them. But I think that's overreaction. I think there's still some other squads. In the NFC, that that are going to be right there. I think there's a couple teams right there in Tampa and in LA that are going to end up with better records and finish better uh, overall than than Philly. Um, so I say an overreaction, but it's, it's not by a lot. Philly looks good right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Philly looks good, but it does help that they play in that that. Um, I don't even want to call it a division, whatever you want to call it, the NFC least. <laughs> I don't know what you call that, but it does help that they play in the NFC East. But Philly does look good right now. Just not, I don't think they'll be the best team in the NFC when it's all said and done. Yeah, I agree with you. It's an overreaction for me too. Um, I think I think right now they look they look the best. Um, these first two weeks out of everybody, they ha- they have looked the best. But I don't think that they're the best team in the NFC. Um, I'm right there with you. I think the Rams will try to, you know, get it together once they stop sleepwalking. I think they'll get it together. Um, the Buccaneers are still the Buccaneers. Uh, I think Minnesota just had a Minnesota had a bad week last week, but I think they. I don't know, bro. Kirk Cousins. Man, that's maybe if they don't play primetime games that Minnesota will be okay but if it's a primetime game you might as well just go ahead and check that up as an L for them because Kirk Cousins just I don't know but and then I like I said I I, I know he's dealing with you know his lack of receiving firepower and everything like that but I still can't count out uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers but I think they're a play in too but I think the Eagles yeah, I say that. I think the Eagles are better than the Packers. If I had to choose between those two, I'm, I'm taking the Eagles over the Packers. But uh, I think, like I said, I think Minnesota, I'm not Minnesota, Philly has looked the best, but I don't think that they're the best team in the NFC. Kind of like, like what you said. I think they look the best so far these first two weeks, but I don't think they are the best right now. I would still probably take Tampa and um, the Rams over Philly, and I think it's they're right there after that. Then there's Minnesota and so forth and so forth. Man. All right, get ready to wrap it up here. Going into the pickums for this week uh, in the NFL. So we got 
man, uh, I think the only I think this is the only game of um undefeateds that are still left. There's only six undefeated teams left. Um I think these are two of them here and it's obviously I think it's probably one of the bigger games of the week. And that's um Miami and Buffalo. Um Miami had the big come from behind win against the 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 Ravens. Uh, last week in Baltimore, and then um, obviously the the Bills have just dominated against everybody that's been in in their face so far. So I think it's an interesting matchup. Obviously, the Bills defense is is it's been legit, um, and they've pretty much held everybody in check. But this is for sure probably the most potent offense that they're going to face so far in the season. Um. And then you can say the same thing here, vice versa for the for the Dolphins. It's probably the the best defense that they're going to face so far in the season right now. So uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a prize fight matchup. This is a heavyweight matchup right here. You got two opposite styles. What makes each team great? Uh, man, who who you think is going to win this one between um, the the Bills and the Dolphins in Miami? Yeah, man, it's tough, especially the Bills are going down there. And they're going to be down four starters on defense. Mm. Um, that's that's going to be tough going down there. You're going to need you need your guys going down there to, to face that offense and how power they can be. I mean, we saw what, this past Sunday, but I'm not going to lie to you. I'm I'm going with the Bills. I'm going with the Bills. The Bills look scary, dog. The Bills look scary. They look like they mission, bro. They like they on a mission. Like the the bills, it's it's and granted it's just been two weeks and I don't want to overreact or anything, but they have they've blitzed the two teams that they blitzed. Let's just let's just the two teams that they have blitzed. Week one was defending Super Bowl champions on the road. Got the banner, celebrated Super Bowl, everything. Then week two, they blitzed the Titans, who were last year the number one seed in the AFC. Is that the same squad? No, it is not. Tennessee is not the same football team, but regardless, they were the number one seed in the AFC, and they blitzed them too. I don't know how many games where I've seen the starters get how many NFL games I've seen where the starters get pulled midway to the third quarter. That game was over. That game was over like that. The Bills, they just they just look like on a different level right now. I think they'll be able to figure some stuff out defensively. I mean, if, if this is going to be a shootout, I'm, I'm taking Josh Allen. I'm taking Josh Allen and the Bills. So I'm going to roll with them, even with them being down a couple key key guys on defense. Man, see, I didn't know they were down some guys on defense. That does make it a little bit more intriguing. But I'm worried. I'm right there with you. I'm still rolling. I'm rolling with the Bills. I mean, dude, yeah, Josh Allen, like he's trying to run away. Which I know it's early, but like he's trying to run away with the MVP trophy this year already. I mean, Stephon Diggs is just. It doesn't matter who's lining up in front of him. He's toasting them right now. Uh, yeah, I I think this one might end up being in the shootout. Um, cause just because, like I said, I know this is gonna be like the the probably the best potent offense that the Bills has faced so far. 
early in the season. Um, and it may come down to who has the ball last. And if it's ending up that Josh Allen has the ball last and it's in his hands, I'm going with Josh Allen. Um, so I'm take the Bills too, but I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a very entertaining game to say the least. I'm gonna go with the Bills. Uh, let's see. Next we'll have let's go. Man, two two of the greatest quarterbacks in this era uh, facing off against each other once again uh, between Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, um, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, um, down in Tampa. Interesting, interesting matchup to say the least, just because obviously, like I said, we knowing the two quarterbacks here and then um, just wondering how it's going to go between another another one to where styles make fights. Aaron Jones had a hell of a game last week against Chicago and then there's him and AJ Dillon. Um but it's so hard to run the football on Tampa Bay. Just wonder how that's gonna go. So we got the Packers and the Bucks. Who you got? I got Tampa. I got Tampa. The 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 struggles that 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 Green Bay has had offensively just playing against that defense. I believe the game is in Tampa, if I'm not mistaken. The game is down in Tampa. I'm I'm a roll with Tampa Bay. I just as much as I love Aaron Rodgers, man, these you don't have to read nobody to throw the ball to, man. And it's it's a struggle right now. The young guys, you got some good talented young guys, but they're young guys and they're trying to they're trying to figure it out. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Tampa and that defense at home. I think that's just as simple as you can get. Yeah, I'm going with them too. I'm going with Tampa too. Um, as much as I don't want to go for them, but <laughs> uh, I think yeah, just the fact that it's at, it's it's down there in Tampa at home in Tampa. Like I said, it's so hard to run the ball on their defense. Um, so I don't know how I don't know how Aaron Jones and, and AJ Dillon can kind of. Uh, Repeat, especially Aaron Jones, repeat the same performance that they had last week against the Bears. Um, and Sammy Watkins had a, a, a decent league game last week uh, for Green Bay, but obviously at this point, this is not this is not young Sammy Watkins. He's you know an old Wiley vet. Uh, he he can give you maybe one week, two weeks, and after that, we we may not hear from him again. So I don't know. He he may go MIA, and uh, like I said, the rest of those receivers are just young. Um, Alan Lazard as well. I mean, he scored a touchdown, but he was kind of pretty much quiet last week too. So I don't know. It's just it's hard to see offensively what the Packers can do, uh, especially against a defense like this in Tampa Bay, who who held the Saints in check uh, last week. So I just um, no no Mike Evans. For, for Tampa Bay. Um, so interesting to see how their offense is going to look because I don't know if, uh, gosh, I know like they had a, most of their receivers was on like <laughs> on the on the injury report too last week and the fact that there's going to be no Mike Evans. I'm not sure um, what what the status is with like um, Godwin and Gage and Julio. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's the status on them right now. Um, so interesting. See, this, this, I believe Godwin. <sighs> I believe Godwin is out. Julio yeah. is questionable. Yeah, and obviously, um, Evans is suspended. 
Yeah. So let's go ahead and mention to see. Maybe maybe this is a Leonard Fournette game. Maybe he finally scores a touchdown or something like that. Maybe this might be maybe Leonard Fournette's game right here. So um interesting to see. But I think I think just Tampa's de- I like Tampa's defense more than Green Bay's defense, even though both both sides are lacking offensive weapons, whether it be due to suspension or injuries or just not having anybody there that's proven. Um and the fact that it's at home, I think Tampa will go ahead and take care of Green Bay. So I'm I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay. Uh last game on tap, we'll go with the Sunday night game uh between Denver and San Francisco. Uh, we talked about Denver earlier, their struggles on offense, uh and now going against another a pretty good defense. And for San Francisco, um no Trey Lance uh anymore done for the season with that ankle injury. Um prayers to him. Praying for a speedy and, and um safe recovery for him. Uh but crazy that they kept Jimmy Garoppolo and couldn't trade him for anybody and he's still there. And now that there's gonna be no trade Lance, insert Jimmy G in back as a starting quarterback, which I, I think puts San Francisco back into the discussion in as far as a playoff team. Um but Denver, San Francisco um, two interesting teams just because of really because of the quarterbacks and now with Jimmy G back in and in, in, in the starting lineup. Uh who you got in this one? Because I don't know what's going on with Denver. Denver just looks very pedestrian right now. Uh, it's just it, they just haven't looked good offensively and defensively. I'm gonna go with San Francisco. Um I know what they look like. I know what they look like with Jimmy G. Yeah, quarterback. I know what that defense is going to give you. I know what Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and those guys are going to give you. Um, and you're getting George Kittle back as well. He's going to make his debut that's this big. week. So that's a that's a you get your another another big weapon, one of the best tight ends in football back as well. So I'm gonna go with San Francisco on the road. I just I don't I just, I don't know what's going on at Denver. I just don't trust what they have going on right now. They got some questions of their own, so I'm gonna roll with I'm gonna roll with San Fran. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm take San Fran too. It's I don't know. It's just it's too many question marks. Not enough, not enough like definite answers going on right now in Denver. Um, which I I guess you could not really be surprised on it just because first year head coach, quarterback, new system, trying to get these guys implemented. That, they do look like, you know, like you said, very pedestrian, sluggish, trying to figure it out still. Um, and then San Francisco, like you said, getting getting Jimmy G now inside of the end. Obviously, they know what he can do, what his strengths, what his weaknesses are, um, how to utilize him, the weapons that they got. Brandon Ayuk is coming along. Obviously, you know what Debo Samuel is going to do. Um, not sure how much longer... Uh, Elijah Mitchell is going to be out. I don't know if he's coming back or not this week or not, but obviously, you know, Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan's MO is going to be able to run the football, so it really doesn't matter who's back there in the backfield. It'll probably happen. Um, And I just kind of, kind of, like I said, George Kittle coming, coming, making his debut, which is huge. Um, I just trust San Francisco's players better than I do Denver's right now, and it's 
And it's not like to really disrespect them, but it's just from what I've seen so far, I think I'd rather trust the 49ers more than Denver. So uh, I'm going to take San Francisco as well to to beat Denver. Man, I think we uh I think we agreed on all the picks again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. Last time, every time we agree, is we we have a bad weekend, so we'll see. Thanks. We'll we'll definitely see, bro. Man, um we get ready to wrap it up, bro. You know, of course, got any shout outs, any any words you want to give out to the people? Yeah, man, I wanna I wanna thank I wanna thank the Lord giving us an opportunity to come on and do this, man. I wanna thank you, man, for 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 working with me, man. You know, it's been we've been trying to get these episodes in and with my schedule and your schedule and everything. I've it's it's been crazy for me, I know, um, with the season and everything. So I wanna thank you for, you know, continuing to work with me, work, you know, with my schedule and, and holding it down. Um sometimes I'm not able to to get it going. So I appreciate that, and um, just continue to stay blessed, stay positive, um, stay healthy. Um, I don't know if the weather is starting to change down there, uh, but it is. We we got hit with a little cold front up here um, just maybe two days ago. Got a little rain, so it's been cool. Um, you know, first day of fall was 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 Wednesday, so or Thursday, uh, Wednesday. Uh, my days are all jacked up, man. But regardless, man, you know, stay healthy and everything like that. And um just keep keep doing what you're doing, keep making strides to become the best version of yourself. And that's it. Oh yeah. Uh it, it was definitely um it was it was fall like here today for sure. So okay. that 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 weather is uh is, is coming. So um definitely getting ready for that. But uh, yeah, man. As always, for me, yeah. Shout out to the man above. Uh, obviously, without him, then this is possible. Man, yeah, I, I appreciate you too, bro. You know, like you said, we trying to, you know, whenever we get a chance to do it. Now at this point, we'll we'll take it, <laughs> um, just because you know we both got busy schedules, so no big deal. But I mean, we we, we see what's going on, so there's you know it's not like we we really missing much. Um, out here for sure so um and yeah shout out to uh, everybody that always listen rock rocking with us um listen subscribe to us uh, wherever they get the podcast um following the, the social media pages uh we really appreciate that um man let's see um man love black women cherish black women protect black women uh no means no no means no you know I know a lot of y'all getting ready for, as y'all say, um, a cuffing season. We be getting down to that weather. Y'all need a little, little cuddle, cuddle buddy or whatever. But hey, make sure it's uh, make sure it's consensual. Keyword consensual. Please make sure it is. Is that well? I don't even know if that word is a keyword anymore. Um, let's, yikes! Let's run, don't even do it, man. We, yikes! Yikes! I'm gonna go. leave it alone, but you know, if you if you know, you know, and if you don't, hey, Google it. Huh? <laughs> uh, oh man, yeah, but uh, yeah, man, appreciate the support, uh, man. Keep liking and subscribing to the podcast, and you know, what I'm saying, tell your uh, 
tell everybody you know to always just listen in, tune in, uh, wherever you get your podcast, whether it be uh, Apple, Spotify, Google. If you listen to it on SoundCloud, it's there for you as well. Um, make sure to continue to follow the socials, uh, the Instagram, the Twitter. Um, oh, uh, the, the the TikTok, <laughs> yeah, the, follow that one too. Um, so. Just man, just continue to you know listen, support, subscribe, man. As we get ready, as we always drop these episodes, um, whenever we can for you, they they always pretty much work out pretty good, uh, man. And that's really all I got to say too. So man, until the next time we see y'all again, listening in. This is another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Peace.